Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome to Fleshing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. We have a special episode for you today. I am joined with my best friend forever. So um, we're going to talk about friendship and life and all the good things that come with it. So let me welcome Kathleen Novosak. Thank you, Samantha. Insert round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's a testament to how much I love you. Yes. And that I'm, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm a guest on your podcast because this is definitely out of my yes. comfort zone. I have noticed that all of my friends who I know simply through personal reasons, nothing professional, do not want to come on the podcast with me. And all of my professional friends who I've met through work are totally down to come with me um, on the podcast. So thank you for being willing <laughs> and nervous. <laughs> so full disclosure, Kathleen and I have glasses of wine here. Cheers. Cheers. We won't lie. This is happening. So this is what happens when it's a personal podcast versus professional. But well, I don't know if I'd call the other ones professional. <laughs> but um, you know, at least there's a professional uh, air slant. Yeah, yeah, something. And uh, but today we're going to talk about. So we've been friends for 25 years since sixth grade. We go way back. And I was living on an army base in New Jersey, and you lived down the street. And we had a great group of girlfriends that we did uh, nights, endless sleepovers. Yeah, I think classic trips, classic middle middle school, high school fun. Yeah, nineties fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of sleepovers, lots of malls, going out to eat. Oh man, when we got our driver's license, that's that like it. all we. And did. you had your driver's license so early, so riding around the base yes. in that old jeep. Yes, I got my license, restricted license, when I was. 14, almost 15, because in South Dakota, you can drive from 8 in the morning till 8 at night. And so I got that. But because Jersey was 17, I wasn't allowed to drive off base, but I was allowed to drive on base. So I was like, we thought thought we were pretty cool. So cool. Listening to Big Punisher (laughs) for any 90s people out there, I remember. Punisher, big Punisher. <laughs> and hopefully they won't come after me for money for that, royalties or whatever. Right, is it, how it has to be less than a certain... No, that's time. a myth. Oh, oh no, really? that's what people think. I'm but now that so much. I know. So it's like any part I think of it? so, yeah. It's just a matter of if they want to come up. But hopefully maybe that will fall into the parody because they mm. know that I'm obviously not trying to sing it for real. Right. But um, but yeah, so we go way back. We've been friends... Um, you know, since since those middle school days, but it hasn't been just seamless as far as life because I moved away for a year. We went to separate high schools, and then of course, since then, separate colleges. Lived in separate states. So yeah, we've never lived in the same state since um, we were seniors in high school. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So we are talking about like why is that? Why have we been friends so long? But then also what was really cool, what I love, is that both of us have made amazing friendships outside of this. So even though we're very important to each other, we also have room great for- Great circles of friends. Yeah, great circles. And I think both of us, we kind of agreed to attribute that back to having like a solid foundation of what a good friend is to us, like what we need from friendship. Absolutely. I think that's that's true because we were good friends to each other. Mm-hmm. We knew how to be a good friend. Yes. And then we showed that to other people, which led to great friends. Yes. So big shout out to my my college friends. Yes. I love you guys very much. <laughs> Thanks for listening if you are. And thank you for accepting me as her friend, especially in those college days when I would come and crash and get to hang out yeah, in we- post-college years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had lots of fun. We were um, So here we are. We're, we're doing this special episode from New Jersey. We are at her parents' Uh, lake house up here for family fun our kids are playing having lots of fun without us we don't know where they are right now because kathleen's dad took them and we said yes please take them wherever have some fun so they're playing and so this has been fun so when kathleen and i had our babies we had them around the same time not totally planned but you know we were just kind of similar stages of life so we spent a lot of time nursing hanging out our own babies nursing our own babies (laughs) 
not each other's not each other's way. Although that's fine. I've always, I've always said no judgment. I've always said I am willing to nurse another person's baby, and then I look be looked at like I'm crazy. But I'm like I'm just saying I'm just putting it out there. Like I remember nursing my baby and thinking if a child needs to eat, I am willing. I can do it. I would do it. Yeah. And our friend's mom did do it, and she tells that story. Really, she was like a wet nurse, or it just, no, no, it, it was just like happened. a one off. It was like a one on time, like it happened. And I think she probably told the story one time, you know. But oh. it's turned into our circle of friends' story that we yeah. tell all the time because um, I don't know, <laughs> we're just really impressed by it or something. So anyway, so we we were thinking about our friendship, and part of it is when we were younger. I would say we were both. It kind of was a little. Yes, it was effort on our parts, but I think a lot of it was just, I don't know if fortuitous is the right word, but we kind of just had the same needs as far as we were both verbal processors. So we would spend like hours on the phone talking, talking. to each other yeah, and then sleepovers. I was thinking about that with talking. I mean, we talk all the time and mm-hmm. we, we can talk for two hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that we can put some good content out there. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Because we're, we're used to this. Yeah. Well, it's hard too. The, well, the hard thing about the difference between personal conversation and content conversation is a lot of what we do is I think is self-reflection. So I think we like to say, hey, this happened or I'm struggling with this, but like, how can I make it better? Yeah. That this is how I felt about it. And I yeah. think this is why. So is this my issue? Yes. Or is it their issue? So I think that's one thing we both have in common. But either way, I think the lesson I learned from that is kind of you kind of figure out it's similar to the love languages, which mm-hmm. if you haven't heard of that, it's the there's a book, The Five Love Languages, and it can be applied to your personal, like intimate relationships, to your friendships, to even your kids, to your work life. But how we all have five areas that we predominantly show love, but then also five areas that we receive the love, and they might be different the way we give and receive. And so one's uh, acts of service, so doing things. One's gifts, you know, uh, tangible things. One's time. One is physical touch, and one is hmm, it's a I don't know. It must not be important to either of us. <laughs> what is it? Acts of service, time. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting. It. Oh well, yeah. Well, leave it in the comments. It'll come to us. Um, but anyway, point being, I think we were both on on the same page with time being yes. a big one, and so we yeah. both that I've I've heard you say in previous episodes that you're very good at doing nothing. Yes. And I think we really enjoy doing nothing yes. together. And it's not nothing. It's yeah. chatting and yeah. laughing. Yes. About the same things. Again and again. Over and over. I've yeah. noticed that's a common theme with my good friends is like, okay, we're going to have a joke and it's going to go on forever. And that's true with way back when with your brother who was here last night and we were telling stories that happened 25 years ago. Yep. Uh, 23 years ago when we played Sonic the Hedgehog while you straightened your hair and your brother never let you live that down that I chose to play <laughs> Sonic when you were done straightening your hair instead of whatever. I had really plans. long hair. I know. It took so long. Think and how far we've come. That would be do a you know, example. And the, the straightener that I had, I mean, straighteners have come a long way. Mm-hmm. It was a con air and you would have to, it had like a little bulb that you would like fill with water so it would like but now everything that you know you're like why would you steam your hair yeah. like that would just make it curly yeah but it existed it was a con air product yeah um, and you would i remember you had to wash it and then like straighten it with like a blow dry it and well i would blow dry it and then straighten through. it oh it was yeah. so hard for me to understand with my straight hair but but we got through it and that's actually what helped build my friendship with kevin so and that makes makes these family trips a lot nicer yeah. Because you're looking forward to seeing see everyone. <laughs> and then I also lived with your parents. That's another thing that I've, I may have sprinkled in some past episodes and I'm sure will come out in future episodes is that after college, I moved back up to New Jersey, but my parents had since moved out of New Jersey. But because I wanted to be there for my business, I stayed with a friend and slept on her couch for a while. And since she obviously, you know, didn't have the space for me, but lovingly welcomed me in her home, it was time to move on and... I was working on getting an apartment, but some things fell through. And so then I ended up sleeping in your old bedroom. Yep. And uh, I was telling your folks earlier this weekend that I like to point out about the 40-year-old mattress. And at the time, I didn't care. I just think it's funny now because it just makes me sound even more like pathetic, you know, that I'm like sleeping 
and then you're in New York City in this awesome apartment. And where did you live in New York? I lived in Midtown. It was technically the neighborhood was called Clinton. It was oh. just north of Hell's Kitchen and just south Ooh, I'm of Central Park. That. Because right around Marvel. the corner from David Letterman's studio. <laughs> oh, and Jerry Orbach lived in the building next to you because Mark saw him in the elevator one day. That's And right. that's when I was coming off my big law and order phase of college. It was very, it was like mind-blowing. Yes. And then I found out that he was the voice of Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. I did not know that. Right? Very good to know. And I can't vision him doing like the French accent and everything, but yeah. like hmm. IMDb it. It is... Legit. That's interesting. Didn't know that. So yeah, while you were living the high life with celebrities, I was sleeping in your old bedroom. <laughs> and uh, thankfully with your awesome parents who are, you know, like second parents to me and your brother. And we said last night that that's the period of time where your brother went from my friend's brother to my friend. Right. Because yeah, I lived there. So that was fun. Yeah. So we are here. We, as I said, we were kind of reminiscing on our friendship. Now, since then, even though we've been lucky to continue this friendship, we've also both have moved, made new friends. So we started thinking about, okay, how to make new friends as an adult. That yes. is something that I feel like comes up all the time in conversations, in blogs, threads. Yeah, that when you're a new mom or move to a new place. Even if you're, you know, just single and... Mm -hmm. And moving to a new place, how do you put yourself out there mm -hmm. when you feel like everybody's already made the friends that they have? They don't, they're not looking for new friends. So how do you, how do you do it? And I never had that experience. Like I, it took me a while to get that. And now I totally get that. But growing up an army brat, I was always the new person. So I was used to having to put myself out there. And I've been thinking recently, like, well, why am I the way I am? I'm always, I'm asking that question. And one thing I realized as far as making friends and kind of finding your people, I had a lot of practice at that. So I kind of figured out like, oh, I was, you know, when I was younger, I was friends with someone, but then they weren't really my people because I wasn't really myself. And so the, then I would move and it's kind of like, you're almost, even if it's subconscious, you're always adjusting to kind of get to the most authentic you. So you attract mm -hmm. people that kind of, you know, whether it's bring out the best in you or just that you genuinely connect with, not just because it's convenient, but because they really are, you know, on the same page. So, yes. But as I've gotten older, you know, it's, I am, I'm living a totally different adult life as I did growing up, which was moving all the time. And now we live in the same place. And I find myself one, thankful for the amazing friends I have, but two, also feeling like comfortable. And now I'm realizing, oh, this is what they mean when they say people don't, you know, we, like they're like, oh, I don't need any new friends. Cause I, and I used to think, why would you ever say anything? Why would you ever not want new friends in your life? And now I'm yeah, like, cause oh. it's putting more energy into the relationships that you have yes. when, as we get older, yeah. our time becomes more limited. It becomes yeah. more precious. Yes. And how are you going to, you know, how are you going to spend that free time? Are you going to, mm -hmm. you know, spread yourself thin over a bunch of people or mm -hmm. dive deep with the mm -hmm. few that you feel that connection with? Yes. And as we, we were talking about this before we were recording is it's like, um, well, what authority do we have? And so the goal of the podcast from, you know, as I said, it's to connect people. But one of the things I talked about in the tagline, it says, she talks to people so you don't have to dot, dot, dot for now. Because my goal is that I love my life and the friends I have and everything because I feel like I am able to just have great connections. And it's just with normal people. It's not, you know, we were talking about some of the celebrity podcasters and things like that that have great interviews with great influential people. But I just feel like I, in the last few years, I've had this, you know, I wouldn't even call it an epiphany, but just an, a greater appreciation for Are you that. trying to let everyone know that I am not an influencer? Listen, Yet. I post on IG like three times a year. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, you are a big deal. And we can go into all the reasons you are a big deal. <laughs> but I, it, it was a good opportunity to kind of reiterate to people like the for now part. Because my one friend asked, told, said, we need to do an, um, a podcast about why I'm the in introverts extrovert mm. like why well, I have so many introvert friends around me um and so that I said well I need to talk to introverts about that <laughs> um but so f kind of addressing the talk to people for now because I want people to see that you can have great 
conversations with the amazing people in your life now. It doesn't have to be, oh, one day when, you know, yeah. or if I were in that position. It's like if you open yourself up to people around you, I mean, you've been my therapy for 25 years. You know, you it's know, funny. So. I, was, I was just thinking that when – so m- my family and I moved from a community where, where we were really well established. We had great friends. You know, my kids were in a great school with great people, with great families, and we were really, really happy. But my husband got a new job, so we moved to a town where he knew people, but I didn't necessarily – know anybody or have a built-in support system. So I had to work really hard to push myself out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. that you're, you've always been really good at talking to anybody, that you're my favorite person to bring to a party because I know I don't have to check on you to make sure you're okay because you would have a great conversation with a brick wall. You just would. I mean yeah. that in a... Oh, yeah. That's that's a compliment, yes. apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a compliment. I, I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? And I'm getting tired, okay, people? <laughs> I don't want to talk to brick walls anymore. I at least want a You're wet noodle. You're looking for real connection. <laughs> is wet noodle a bad reference? Like, is that... What noodle? Sexual. A wet noodle. Is that only... Oh, no, I don't think so. I hope not. I don't, I don't mean know. it like that. We're I just, so basic. We might not even I know. Learn. I just meant like, I want more than a brick wall, people, okay? <laughs> I'm looking for more connection than that. But... I have always been more, I, I just want like my few really good friends. I, you know, yeah. I can be friendly with everybody, but you know, I, I like to keep my, my circle, circle a little tight. bit closer. Yeah. Right. So when we moved, it was really hard and I feel like I had to channel you at times to be like, you know, what would Samantha what do? What would Samantha did do? Did you get a bracelet and wear it around? I did. WWSD. It's actually a tattoo. You never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be hilarious on your wrist. (laughs) Feel free for fans of the podcast if you want to get a WWSD. Just kidding. I'm not making light of what would Jesus do. I'm Um, just saying. (laughs) But (laughs) I often um, channel people in my life and I like try to take on their persona if I need that extra bit of courage. That I had to remember – that when, you know, that maybe nobody was looking for a new friend, but that didn't mean they didn't want yes. to meet me. Because they would so, miss out on an amazing person. Yeah, and so. there's been so many times where I've talked to, you know, other women where they're like, I feel lonely. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I know a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm lonely. And so how do you push yourself to take that first step to, like, send a text message? Yeah. Or you see a funny meme and to send it and it can Yes. Be- oh, my gosh. Memes and GIFs are, like, the best Right? Well, at least for me, that's our, like, you're an ice, probably icebreaker of, like, <laughs> are you on the same page? Yeah, and just putting yourself out there to be like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to the pool. Do you guys want to meet us? Or mm-hmm. we're going for pizza. Do you want to, and I mean, and we live at the beach. Hey, we're going to this beach today mm-hmm. if you want to come and meet us. And you have to be okay with the nose. Yeah. And and not take it so hard that you'll find. You'll find your people. You just have to stick with it. You have it. to put yourself out there. And it's, it's hard. It's kind of like, I've joked about it, but it's almost serious that making friends as an adult is like dating, you know? It totally is. Because think about when we were like in high school or in our early 20s, you have a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to, you know, watch Law & Order all day and then go see a movie, you have all that time to mm-hmm. develop. Yeah. And sit around for hours. Like we talked about before, we had all that as in our childhood. But with adults, you don't have that Yeah, ability. you got work, you got families. You and got... it takes longer. That's the yes. other thing. I remember, so I moved around every year or two. And thankfully, because I think that relationships have always been kind of like I needed that connection to feel, you know, just, I don't know, seen or whatever. Um, I always felt grateful to find good friends. But I look back and I'm like, oh, I only lived someplace a year or two. And I feel like I had such, like I had a best friend who just was like my life. And now it's, I remember thinking as I got older, you know, here I'm living here for five years. And I feel like, well, this person's my good friend. But we're not as close as I feel like I would have been. But I realized, well, within five years when you have kids and life, you might hang out once or twice a month versus as a teenager or a small, you know, younger kid, you're hanging out, you know, 10 times within two weeks or something. It could be. So it just changes. The time investment is a little different. So what are ways to date friends? Oh, date friends. Yes. Do you know? What are some ways that you have dated friends? Oh gosh. Cuz we well, cause Oh, I can tell you. So when we moved to our new when we moved to our new neighborhood, mm-hmm. I started having happy hour playgroup mm-hmm. at my house mm-hmm. on Friday nights. So, if I got home from work at 3 and the kids got home 
you know, it would be come with your kids. We're going to order pizza. Mm -hmm. There will be wine. There will be beer. And -hmm. the kids can have at it in our basement. And I think that was a really great way Mm -hmm. that, you know, you just invite a bunch of people and just see who sticks, see what happens. Yeah. I think I've made really great friends from that. Mm-hmm. One, but I, it took me opening up my home and yes. not waiting for yes. someone. I someone think that was a revelation that I had. That you know, for the first maybe six months, and I had a baby. Yeah, you were and settling in, getting her house settled. Yeah, and then I realized I missed having those random. Hey, we're going to the park after school. Mm-hmm. Do you want to meet us? Mm-hmm. I miss that. And I was like, well, how am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to put myself out there. Yeah. And I remember we had some good conversations around that, that you, because um, I'm a big believer in letting out the things we feel to a trusted, you know, confidant. Oh, yeah. And I remember you shared that. And then we talked later and it was like, okay, now, like you kind of addressed the way you were feeling. And then I think that it allowed you to more quickly move on to the next step of... How am I going to fix this? Yes. Versus woe is me, you know, because um, it kind of depends on how how bad do you want it. Right. You know what I and mean? And remembering that the the families and the people that we were trying to connect with, I mean, they were just as busy yes. as I was. And that, you know, maybe somebody not reaching out to me didn't mean they didn't like me. Yes. It's just, hey, they were worried about homework and soccer practice. They're dealing with their own stuff. Is kind of That's where I felt like I was the last few years because I feel like I have screwed up plenty of times and excluded people and and not thought of others. But I feel like... Oh, absolutely. You've done that so many times. (laughs) Thank you for calling me out. I appreciate that. No, I Um, meant I... Oh, of course. We all do. Like, it's hard for me to just make blanket statements. Like, I always think of to include others because I know that immediately it's like... You know, I'll think of the time I didn't or someone oh, will call me out for yeah, it. But, that, and we're all trying yes. to do our best. But and, yeah. And that's for me. Like I'm trying to do my best, especially being someone who's been the outsider. I have a, not only a heart for it, but I almost, I have an insecurity for mm-hmm. it. I feel like worried, you know, that I won't include people, but I've also realized with my life that like, oh, I, like we said earlier, I only have so much to give. I can only do so much. And so what's helped me kind of you know, tone down that, that, that anxiety, I guess you could say is kind of just remembering that it's a two way street. And so, you know, you kind of need to put yourself out there. So I love what you said about, um, inviting people over. So I think that's really good. And inviting people over to say, come to my crazy house. There might be a laundry basket full of clean clothes or dirty clothes. Or dirty. In or the both because you forgot and (laughs) you started over fresh again. You know, my floor might not be swept, but we can have fun. Yeah. Just don't look that closely at the walls or the big green spot on my ceiling that I think is slime oh, in yeah. my kitchen. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. Because we live five hours away from oh, each other. That's so right. I haven't gotten to see it. But I'll show you the next time you're there. I've got stuff all over my walls. and But you know what I've noticed is that people don't care because they're just glad to be there. To be out. Yeah. To be yeah. connecting. And, and I think, too, you have to be okay with that, like... Uh, like we said, like I said earlier, I kind of said quickly, it'll, it'll stick, you know, just meaning that like, you'll, you'll kind of have people and you might connect with them. Like there's nothing ever negative, but it just might not last, and, and even you know, if for whatever reason. And probably, I mean, that you have a great group of friends that you guys all go to the same church. So when mm-hmm. you see each other on Sunday morning, it's, Hey, you know, I might, it's, Tuesday's supposed to be beautiful. We're going to go mm-hmm. and do this. Do you want to join? And it's putting yourself, and for me, it was putting myself in these like play groups, inviting just all the neighbors yeah. I knew. And then there we would talk about like, oh, there's a movie in the park on Friday night. Yeah. Do you want to go? Or, you know. Getting involved. That was kind of the way I've dated. The way oh, I've dated yes. My Vol- past volunteering. Is, yeah. Absolutely. That for me, one of my first friends. So I was lucky also, a little similar to you with when I moved to Virginia, I had my you know, my now husband's family and friends. And then we had our college friends as well. So I feel like I had friends, but we were all spread out. So it wasn't that super local, which as you said, it's just that last minute, like, Hey. Um, and so I was kind of, you know, when I first moved there, kind of finding my place and my first, I feel like new friend, you could say was because we, we volunteered together on a project. And it was funny because she was at a stage in life with little kids and crazy. And I didn't have kids. And I remember you know, oh, hey, let's carpool to this event. Let's do this. And so it just allowed us to have that extra time together to kind of feel each other out, but without yes. that pressure of, 
let's hang out, you know, it was kind of let's work together. And then, yeah, I don't know if I want to commit to hang out yes. with you for two hours. Yes. That's the mommy play date. I can't take credit for this idea. I feel like I read it on a blog. Um, but I use the example all the time, which is dating for moms, which is okay. You meet somewhere, you know, like let's say you are at a sports together or at school together. And you're like, all right. Oh, Hey, our kids like playing together. Why don't we meet at a at a park. And that's like first base, you know, you're like, Oh, we're going outside (laughs) of this. Okay. And then second is something like, you know, okay, let's do this in the home. Like we're going to, you know, invite you over and now we're taking it to second. And then third going out with no kids. I think fourth home base was going out without kids. So I'm missing a step in there, but yes, it's kind of like, so I've always, since my kids were babies. So for eight years, I've been using that analogy. So that's been my, uh, my analogy of, of dating for moms. So, you know, hopefully that'll help people, you know, Hey, just got to put yourself out there. There'll be good dates. There'll be bad dates. You know, sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't, but yeah. And I would say that when we first moved to our new area where my husband knows lots of people, I Mm -hmm. didn't, we would go to parties or big gatherings and I would be just so anxious and I wouldn't leave his side. And Mm -hmm. Then, you know, after we got settled, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for more. I remember thinking, all I want is to go to a party and not, and to feel like I have friends there that aren't his friends that are just talking to me to be nice. Yeah. And I feel like I'm finally there. Yep. And it took time too. That's the other thing is that I think that's, I remember you and I talking about that is like just needing to be okay with giving it time. So you said about, you know, going to a party and finally feeling like, yes, I have my own people. That's how I felt too with, um, you know, like I said, I had a lot of great friends in Virginia, but kind of like finding, you know, just feeling settled, you know, that's a nice feeling. Yes, I would totally agree with that. The other thing that helped me a lot with finding my spot in our community was volunteering, Mm -hmm. that I found a few different organizations to you know, just what you could do, whether it was an hour here, an hour there, helping with a certain event. Mm -hmm. It got me around like-minded people who were, you know, looking to do good, have a little fun. And I think that that has helped so much. I'm glad you brought that up about like-minded and things like that, because I think that's a big part of um, (laughs) adult relationships. For us, no one would want us on their softball team. (laughs) (laughs) Or their soccer team, but on their planning committee for a fundraiser, yes, yes, we would be wonderful. Girl, Um, (laughs) and also not even just the skills part, but like the emotional part. Oh, but we need to find. (laughs) Oh yeah, like I'm not, I'm not giving tips on go join a kickball or a soccer team. I know those are great tips too, but those are not my tips because. But if working on a fundraiser makes your eyes gloss over. Like, figure out what it is that you do like. Yes. And that's where you find your connections and find your people. Yes, because I think when you're younger, you're put into those situations. I was just um, thinking about the difference between passive and um, deliberate mm-hmm. friendship and having to be intentional. Like, or it's passive and intentional is probably the mm-hmm. better two words. And passive friendships, you know, pleasant, you enjoy them, you see them, you talk to them, but not necessarily diving deep. And so it's kind of finding those friendships where you know, you go deeper. And I think it's finding people who are like-minded with certain things. So whether for you, that would be church, volunteering, you know, a club, or it could be a sport. It could be. My husband plays on an over 35 men's baseball team and they have so much fun. Yes. That's Jeremy does church softball. And we often joke, it's the most important ministry of the church. (laughs) And that's actually, that's another way. One of my first like church friends, you know, that was like, Yes, he went He went to church there his whole life, and he knew everyone's known him since he grew up, but when we started making our own friendships there, it was through that because he went there. It was consistency. It was that he went, you know, they played all the time, and then I would go and meet the other people there, and so that kind of helped, and then we hung out, and I was thinking earlier, we were joking about the dating thing mm-hmm. and how I was reading something about how we're very overanalyzing and discerning of potential romantic relationships and just we as whatever, you know, people younger and you think about everything, but with friendships, it's kind of similar. You know, you throw out the signals, you go out for coffee. Like if you get to the mom dating home base where you're like, Hey, let's hang out. 
no kids. But then just because you've gotten to that level, that doesn't mean you're like there, there. Then you have to start throwing out your personality. Some For me personally, it's some jokes, you know, see if it sticks. <laughs> see, see if they like our sense of humor. Yes, exactly. Because like, if not, this is not going very far. Not, like, yeah. If, at all. I do try to read a room, but of course I can fail miserably. And I, you know, potty humor, it's always going to come back to something TMI, like with me. That's just, it's unavoidable. So. Right. But I think that that's a way to make connections. I feel like I've heard this by someone more, more educated on how you make. Someone who's actually done legit research, unlike me that just thinks about it. Yes. And that's how, by sharing your secrets, it makes you feel more connected. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm doing this. I've been studying a lot about vulnerability. And I should should clarify that by studying, I mean watching a Netflix show, doing (laughs) some reading. Um, I've read two articles and I basically have a PhD. I basically, well, I usually base these kind of comments on reading, not the articles, the um, headline of the article. And then I'll be in a conversation and be like, you know, I read recently. And then I always (laughs) have to clarify like, okay, I didn't even read the article. I only read the headline. Um, but I didn't even click on the link. I didn't even (laughs) click on the link. I ain't got time for that. So, but I am trying to do more legit, uh, you know, diving in, let's say more to this because I've kind of wondered, I've been thinking about what is it about me because I highly value not just friendships, but real friendships, real connections, deep friendships. And I think it's kind of, I've realized through my research that it's vulnerability, that it's kind of putting yourself out there and how I was thinking about this whole friend thing. And there was a, a, a lady, woman I met, you know, very nice, but it was one of those things that I kind of, I threw out a self-deprecating joke and I, I didn't realize this at the time. This was one of those, I kind of thought back about it and I thought, oh. And was she like, oh, you really think that? And you were like, oh. Well, I like, yeah, it was something about with, um, with, working with the kids or something. I was like, Oh, you know, that is not what I want to do. And they kind of, Oh, well, that's what I like doing. Like it either it went out of their head or it just, they didn't acknowledge it. And I don't know, maybe I'm super, super selfish or something, but it was kind of like, Oh, I was kind of making a self-deprecating joke, kind of like, I don't know, just play ball with me. And there was no ball. And I kind of walked away <laughs> feeling like, Oh, I guess I kind of suck for not wanting to do that with the kids. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it was just after that that I realized, oh, my coping mechanism that I I feel like I learned growing up and moving and making friends was like, let me throw something out and kind of see what you throw back. And then then we can go from there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so I think it's like the quicker you throw yourself out there and maybe risk having egg on your face or whatever the term is, that's how you can sift through to find your people, you know? I didn't do it intentional. Like it wasn't an intentional thing, I think necessarily, but like now that I'm reading all about vulnerability, I think that's partially You're what like, it is. Oh, I've been doing this all along yes. without having a label for it. Yes. And I wasn't doing it on purpose. I just, that's kind of, like I said, it's kind of the, I said um, with Rebecca on the first podcast that I have a love-hate relationship with self-deprecating humor because I don't want to be negative, especially with encouraging women, wanting to be a good example for my kids, especially my daughter. Like I don't want to be so all about self-deprecating humor. Right. But I also learned that, oh, that's kind of a way for me to kind of just talk about stuff because for me, the more I keep stuff on the inside, the worse like, yeah. ugh. And I find comfort in knowing somebody doesn't take themselves so seriously, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I'm just living life, trying to do my best. Yes. And I know that I'm not perfect. I know I make mistakes. I know there's things I could do better, but I recognize them and just hope we can have some fun along the way. Yes, exactly. We're in this together. We're not getting out of this alive. <laughs> might as well. That's so optimistic. I, I think we should just end on that That's note. That's a great ending. Listen, well, we have said to each other for a long time after when we were oh, freshmen in yes. college. Yes, I forgot about this. A, like AIM chat was the thing. Yes. So even though Samantha was in Virginia and I was in Pennsylvania, we would chat on AIM along with – with everything. And, you know, it's just like with texting, there was the shortened, mm-hmm. I don't know, even an acronym? Short, like the, BRB. That was yeah. when BRB was big, yeah. which I LOL, still say. LOL, BRB. Yeah, I still and say those things. And L-Y-M-Y 
love ya, miss ya. Yeah. But after um, somebody in my college dorm, his best friend from home tragically passed away our freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being a, I mean, a, t- a terrible thing yeah. for him, and I felt bad for my friend. But I was also like, oh, like what would I do if, if mm-hmm. Samantha, if something happened to Samantha? So then we changed it to, mm-hmm. love ya, miss ya, don't, don't die. die. Yeah. So, L Y M Y D D, babe. I know we. Uh, that's kind of also one of those coping mechanisms for me that there, it's like such heavy emotion. I mean, I remember crying about that. That's another thing because you and I are verbal processors. Like, I remember we talked yeah. about. Yeah, and it was and it was our like immature way of saying like I value you, yes. I love you. Yes, like this isn't just love you, miss you. It's like, like you're, you're important to me, and I think yeah. that's like telling. And people, I want you to know that I appreciate you. Yes. So let's fast forward the L Y M Y D D to mm-hmm. now we are. 30-something mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. So I can say to you that you have been a gift to my life. Oh, and I'm really excited for this new journey on your podcast because I've always loved talking to you. you. And now I will share you. <laughs> with I know. Do, the you, po- do you want people to know that you did this? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Do I want people to know that I did well, I know. That's the part you're like, yeah, I'll do this. But it's like. But don't tag don't me. Tell, don't tell. Don't. <laughs> post me in a picture or anything well, that's what we are so thank you Kathleen I love and value yeah, you but I think I think you're gonna do great and I'm excited for the future podcast well I think that is something that we figured out not on purpose it but early on is what you said it's it's telling people because I think we've been able to navigate all the changes in life for the last 20 years not being in the like comfortable just you know school setting or things like that because we kind of knew where we stood. So as we made new friends, as as we, you know, obviously... The insu- there was never insecurity. Yes, and- we knew where we stood that, oh, we're important to each other. And we were never... It wasn't like, oh, I didn't call Samantha to go out with me on Friday night. I went out with these people because we were hours away. And actually, that's a good point to bring up, though. That's one thing that has, we have not had to deal with is the local... She hung out without me, that kind of thing. Yes. So. And especially, it's so funny, when you're making new friends in a new community, mm-hmm. social media can be such a little yeah. devil on your shoulder. Yeah. It's like, oh, it doesn't go away. they're all out? What Nobody thought of me? Yeah. But... But I think that's why. So, and I worry about that a lot, just hurting pe- feelings mm-hmm. and that thing. Um, and so I with bringing up the fact where we kind of just always put out there that we, you know, cared about each other, we were important to each other. I think that that's something that shouldn't go away with adult relationships, letting people know like, hey, I really value your friendship because that way life's going to happen. There's going to be stretches of time and things like that where you don't get to spend as much time together. But if you kind of know that like, hey, this relationship is important to me. And then that way, if there is, you know, faux pas or things like that, like stuff happens, toes get stepped on, feelings get hurt, kids now that we have kids to deal with that kind of might, you know, interfere. But you know. Things that we don't like and hurt feelings and things, you know. But we know that there's enough in our bucket that you mm-hmm. can like dip in to say, yes. hey, we got to. Yes. Does and my it- first, sometimes when I think, when I, if I'm thinking of who could be listening and thinking, well, that's great, but I don't have that investment. It's kind of just being intentional with making the investment. Like yeah. if you truly want to have deeper friendships, what I I think you've learned this with the adult friendships and then for me with adult friendships, it's taking the time. It's saying, okay, we're going to consistently, even if it's once a month, you know, spend time yes. together and then doing the little things like texting in between, yes. um, sharing your, not only the good things, but some of the struggles. You know, I tell people a lot, like you should text the, like if you're going through a hard time and you don't have time to talk about, like just text an F-bomb, like yeah. feel free to, to throw, you know, <laughs> kind of just to keep that real you know, keep each other informed on kind of how you're doing. So, yeah, because I find that, that I will text, I don't, I don't put a lot on social media, but mm-hmm. I have a very healthy texting relationship mm-hmm. with my friends mm-hmm. that I feel like I can send you a random picture of my kids, you know, with a funny comment and you're going to love it. And same for, for you and, yeah, you know, or you don't text me. <laughs> But I'm okay with that because I know when I see you and see them that I'm just as happy to see them. So. Yes, very true. Not And not keeping everyone up to the same standard, like not expecting the same thing yes. from everyone. Yes, friends belong on different shelves, right? Yes, 
Yes. And kind of loving people where they're at and what their love language is too. That's kind of what I've learned too, is that, you know, I feel, I joke a lot that I'm a very needy friend because of (laughs) verbal processing. So y'all know listening who you are because I talk a lot, but I feel like I know that that's not everyone's love language. Yes. That somebody, it might be gift of, like that they're going to show up with a meal to your house, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to say, hey, let me take your kid for the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they might do all of those things. That would be awesome I not, too. I am not good at all of those things, but I love and appreciate those that are. So, but yeah, kind of just loving. I, I look at it as almost I like the shelf or like a menagerie, you know, or mosaic or whatever, you know, just loving people where they're at. Yeah. And, and recognizing, fit. recognizing their strengths and loving them for their strengths. Yes. I love that. Um, okay. So I was thinking, okay, so we kind of talked about what we've kind of learned along the way with friendships and our journeys and as being adults. So we were reminiscing, someone asked me about like, well, how do you guys know each other, you know, and what? And so I was like, well, you know, we've knew each other since middle school, but like we spent, um, high school every summer together because I would go with you to the Jersey shore. Yes. And your family is, I, you know, my family's not a beach family. They're from the Midwest. And so I was not a beach person. But I love fun and I just love doing things. I, you know, I love nothing, but yet I love doing things. But, you know, I like doing things. You also know how to behave. Yes. When you're a guest. Yes. If that makes sense. So I, we went to the shore together every summer through high school and most of college too. Yeah, I think so. So we were there for a week or two. Yeah, sometimes one week, sometimes two two. weeks, depending on what was going on. Yeah, so we felt like locals after a while. And what's so different about our shore experience versus when I've gone with my in-laws, we... We were basically like Snooki and JWoww. Yes, yes, we were. (laughs) But we would like at night go down to like the water and hang out and you brought friends. And so I look at my nephews and now my niece where it's like they're just with family because they go with more family. Yeah, this was just your parents. So anyway, it's just funny like... We didn't go to that Jersey Shore, though. No. But we thought we did because at night we would, like, put on outfits. Like, I mean, nothing crazy, but we would get dressed and put makeup on and then just be like, let's go hang out at the water. And then we would drive up and, like... When we got our license, yeah, yeah. we would go to Fantasy Island. ice cream. Yeah. And then there was an an 18... An um, over club, club. which we went to. Do you remember the time... This is... This is a proud moment I think oh, oh. kind of do you remember we were down there when we were in college mm-hmm. and there was a beer pong tournament that was post-college because my was friend it? Noel came with Did us you? oh that's it, okay so after won. college yeah and, and we're we- playing and every Nobody took this team of girls seriously yes. little did they know as soon as they laughed at us we won that the, whole thing. the game was on yes and I think we won t-shirts. And we won t-shirts, but do you t-shirts. remember? I still have mine. I don't know um, what happened to mine. I wish. But I there was a purple one, and yes. the guy on the other team wanted it. And then we were like, "But you're a boy. Why do you want the purple one?" And now I'm like, Ugh, "Anything for anybody." I hate that I said that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know. I know. Terrible me. But I wanted the purple shirt, and I had. I don't even know what color they gave me. Yeah. And. Eventually, I just looked at you guys and I was like, get ready to go. And I like Gosh, took it off his shoulder and gave him mine. And then we like ran, ran out. <sighs> Anything for the t-shirt. I, I know. You. like, But I still have it. So it's like I've gotten. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was totally worth it. Um, I'm not as super proud. that I don't think I should be very proud of that story. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's. But okay. I was proud of us that we won. Yeah, that we I won. Pr- and you stood up. Maybe he was, you. we could, we, it's all the lens at which you look at through life. Mm. Maybe he was bullying you and like really degrading you. And you were like, I'm going to show you. And you got that t-shirt and ran away. Maybe. Maybe. I, that's Maybe. how you choose to look at it. Well, so for me, I, once I'm, I feel like I'm big on telling stories, but then I always look at them through different lenses and I'm like. Hmm. How should I feel? Maybe about we're that? not as endearing as we think we yes. are. Yes. Well, I think about so my Jersey. Whenever anyone in Virginia asks me, when they hear I'm from Jersey, mm. even though you know I'm not from there because army brat, but I did spend a good amount of years there. It yeah. was my formative years. I can't deny it. So when they're like, "Oh, Jersey girl," I I'm always like, "Well, did did you ever get into a fight?" I'm like, "Yes, at the Jersey Shore." <laughs> I'm not proud, but I did go after a girl and. So one night <laughs> we were there and... And this s- makes it sound, you're introducing it like 
like police were called. Like it was, yeah. well, sh- it was, I, sh- I like to start it out. Okay. Like I'm, that, I'm sorry. I, you're forgetting that I tell this to people down South. Like, and they're oh, like, badass. and they're like, like, whoa. Yeah. Like guys, like I'm taking off my earrings. Like, boom, this is getting <laughs> real. Like, sh- don't. Okay, I'm sorry. It was really serious. Like, you're telling... (laughs) I'm ruining your story. You're telling it like when we went home and told your mom, and she was like, how old were they? 14? (laughs) Like, stop. I am a badass, and I will take on anyone. So we were at the beach at night, and like tons of teenagers would go and just sit around, and we were like five girls, and we were sitting just in our own little circle chatting, and all of a sudden, I don't know, we had seen these other girls... (laughs) You'll have to help me if I'm forgetting details. But they were playing with a football. With a guy. With a guy. And they told the guy to throw the football. Well, no, no. Actually, I should back all this up. See, once again, the the story in my mind was that that they they told him. But we don't know. It could have just been a bad throw. Who knows? (laughs) But I I was confident and I was like, oh, no. And I got up. No, no, no. But you're missing the most important part is that when the ball came to our it hit you in the face. I know it hit me in the head. And I think all the years of pent up rage I had at just, you know, angst, teenage angst, you could say. General think, teenage angst. Yes, general. Like, and I thankfully nothing horrible or anything, but I think just all of that, you know, it was when my so called life had been out. And so oh. I just, you know, related. And so I was like, oh my gosh, these people targeted me. You know, it was at me specifically. I'm not letting this go down. And I go after them. And they ran away, and I'm like, yeah, you better run. And then the one stayed, and I was probably cursing at her. <laughs> and oh, do I want to say this part? <laughs> mm. So then she said, what are you going to do, sit on me? And I said, whatever it takes, B. Whatever to, it takes. To bring you down. To bring you down. Oh, did I say whatever? Oh, no, I remember Oh, it. my gosh. Whatever it takes. Now, mind you, it never got there. I was just talking smack. <laughs> and so there's part of me that's so proud of this story that, like, I really showed them who's boss. But now that I'm, you know, mid to late 30s and perspective is changing, I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't even throw it at us. And then if they <laughs> threw it at us, they sure as heck didn't throw it at me. It wasn't, tar- you know, like, unless that guy has crazy But you good took aim. it as a personal attack. Yes, a personal attack. So basically, we do silly things. I bullied them, the maybe. Maybe you did. I bullied them. And they probably think about, remember that time? I don't remember that time that crazy girl came after <laughs> us. Chased us down the There was never an altercation. I never put my hands on them. I, actually, you know what? We talked to them, or I talked to them long enough that we came to like, I was like, let's be cool. Let's work it out. You need to come apologize to my friends and shake their hand. And like, I brought them back over and they apologized to you guys and shook hands. And I was like, we're going to be cool now. Did we like see them on the beach at all the rest of the week? And that's, that's the funny thing is that if you're hanging out on the beach, your house is like right over the dunes. So chances are we were like boogie boarding next to them. Yeah. The well, you were really boarding. I was like standing there trying not to get taken out by a wave <laughs> in my t-shirt because this is before sun clothes. Now I've got my sun clothes and my leggings and my swim shoes and my big hat. Yeah. I was back. And you have gorgeous skin. Aww. So you're I'm welcome. Also very sensitive. Yeah. So sensitive. And remember our friend, she, um, our one friend, so I just had this epiphany recently. So one of our friends, which was your friend and um, who I was lucky to become friends with too, she was afraid of sharks. And she had this like, I thought she had an unhealthy or unsubstantiated or whatever you call it, fear of sharks. So I was like, it's the Jersey Shore. Like it's no problem. Like you don't need to be afraid of that. And just recently seeing all these sharks in North oh. Carolina and here, like there could have been a shark when we were there. And I never thought that. There's always sharks in the ocean. I didn't know. And so I just was, like you said, I know how to like step up and be a good guest. So did I want to always go in the ocean? No. But did I know that your dad wanted us to? Yes. So I did it. And I didn't know that there could be sharks there. I thought they were just out in the ocean, like out far away or in California or Hawaii Places that are more appealing. Beachy. Yeah, yeah, not Jersey. And then North Carolina, we just saw one when we were there, the little fin coming out where we go. So I'm not prepared for this. I just preferred to live in my little bubble. Yeah. I think that 
at the Jersey Shore, like you're more in danger of getting a, like a horseshoe crab to go over your foot. Yeah, which I do not like bite. either. I, I don't know. want any of that. I think that's true for anywhere you go because the likelihood of getting a shark bite is so low, you know. Yeah. So it's not – so it's – we shouldn't be afraid. But the shift in thinking, if I'm being honest, was from, oh, I'm not afraid because statistics to I honestly thought it wasn't an option. I thought it yeah. was just a fear, like yes. a phobia. I didn't know it was – you know, could actually happen. So – Anyway, needless to say, all of my insecurities have been brought out around Kathleen and her family, and her brother has no problem <laughs> pointing them out and, uh, you know, making sure I know about them. But we've always had fun together. Yeah, right? definitely. So hopefully hearing a little bit of our journey, thanks for joining us, uh, yes. a little bit of a walk down memory lane, a little bit of our verbal processing on making friendships and appreciating the ones you have. And one thing we are talking, like, as you maintain friendships as you get older, we're kind of mm. getting out of the weeds with the babies. Yes. So how do you maintain them now going forward? So, you know, you kind of, we talked about building the friendships and kind of dating, finding the new friendships. And then what do you do? And so what made me think of that is that you are good about getting together, especially with your college girlfriends, making reunion time, spending yes. time together. And for us recently, a few years ago, we went away with just adults. And I remember commenting on the road trip. We, you know, stayed for a weekend away and thinking, oh my gosh, I've known you guys for, at that point it was like nine years. And I remember thinking, I've known you for nine years and we're just now going away together. Yeah. It seemed so crazy because freshman year I was at college less than a month and I went on a road trip with a couple people yeah. that I just met. But once again, different stage of life. But that's been really fun for us because I feel like it's kind of solidifying and just deepening those relationships and connections, you know, taking them beyond just the, I don't want to say superficial because that implies, you know, well, but. Yeah. You got to carve out time so yeah. that you can keep filling up that bucket, right? Yeah. So that when you're busy mm -hmm. and you don't have time, like, you know, it, it keeps you, it keeps you connected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's worth it. So hopefully if uh, you're listening and you want to make time for those things, I highly encourage it. Yeah. So that's, so the takeaway is text a friend that maybe you haven't talked to in a few mm -hmm. months, send them a funny meme or just a, I'll hear random songs on the radio Yes, and then text a friend to be like, oh my gosh, I just heard this. Yes. It reminds me of when we did this stupid thing. Mm -hmm. Probably fun, but. Yeah. You know, don't, don't be afraid to, don't to give send up those. on friendships. Yeah. Cause I think you can pick them up even if it's been a while since yeah. you've reconnected or with new people, you know, kind of, that's kind of throwing that out and seeing. Yeah. Know, find, find something that's going on in the community mm -hmm. and say, Hey, you want to go and just yeah. give it a shot. Well, thank you, Kathleen. Love you. Miss you. Don't die. Yeah. That sounds good. Love you, Sam. I'm here with my best friend from forever and her brother and his wife, and we're all here to share and just really dive deep with this whole friendship thing. So thank you guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. I actually prefer to be considered your friend, not the brother of your friend. Thank you. Yes, I think you've crossed just, over let's to just my friend. That. And Courtney's definitely my friend. And I'm more than just his wife. Yes, you are. <laughs> Yes, Get in my, here, Courtney. Sit. She's my life partner. And actually, Courtney is Jeremy's best friend, my husband's best friend. So That's how I would prefer to be introduced. Yeah. Why don't we just... But let's get real about it. If you could only save one of us, what would you say? Um, well, I guess today it would have to be Courtney because she's with child. You could, because you'd really be saving two of us. Yeah. Yeah, Donovan, are you cool? And we also have little Donovan here with us and a few other children and some parents, the Mr. and the Mrs. who've raised, you know, along with my parents, have helped raise me since middle school. So big shout out to them. So, uh, yeah, I sorry, Kath. Kath had to run away, and I, um, I decided I'd have to save Courtney, though, because she's too... What? Oh, I just can't... I yeah, yeah, it just feels... Yeah, okay. So that's who I'd have to go with. I'd appreciate that too. But what about between me and Kevin though? Between you and Kevin, <laughs> that's obvious. Thank you. <laughs> Kathleen, of course. 
How long have we been friends? Ooh, 15, 20 years, probably more. Wrong, 25 years. 25 really? years. Yeah, 25 years. Old? Yeah, I did the math earlier today since sixth grade. 25 years, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. So Kathleen and I have been friends since sixth grade. And um, Kevin, when would you say we became friends? Probably level four of Sonic the Hedgehog. one more story what's your ultimate friendship story ultimate friendship story oh DQ <laughs> you love that DQ all right what is our um, ultimate, ultimate friendship, friendship story? story well okay I actually have a story oh I could oh well, you got one no mine's not the ultimate friendship story and actually I think my example is a horrible example of friendship oh, but it got me through a lot in my life so I was reading about joy recently Mm -hmm. and how um, story, now that stories make up our life and that stories, you know, can help us through hard times. You can recall memories and kind of bring joy to your life. And I remember riding the bus home on, um, and then having it uh, miserable, you know, in high school, riding the bus home could be miserable. And it was like an hour long bus ride. And if I was just kind of sitting there feeling real, you know, crappy or whatever, and I would just look out the window and then I would just have a good chuckle to myself because I would think back to the sleepover at your house where we were on your pullout <laughs> sofa. And uh, it was like three or four of us there. Yes. And if you sat on the sofa the right way, the bed flew up. Did you ever hear the story, Courtney? No. So it's the pullout sofa in the living room. I don't know if, it, if they got it replaced before you came. But if you sat on the back, it would like start to flip. Like, rise up in the air and so pillows would fall down underneath like the place where you would normally sit on the couch with the bed pulled out just to give everyone a visual and so the pillows got in there and so Kathleen went we were like oh let's open it up so Kathleen can get the pillows and because we were jerks we let it go back down so that her head was stuck (laughs) (laughs) oh so I'm sorry Kathleen yes Yes? Listen, and then I had a 40-year-old mattress. Don't be so cheap, Mom. Buy a new couch. <laughs> you don't have that couch anymore, do you? No, we upgraded. No, yeah, you haven't had that for a long time. No. This was back in that like... couch served us well for about 20 years. you ever sit on this couch? Oh, these couches are nice. Um, no, so you this finally was... got it right. This, this couch is probably my favorite couch I've ever sat Yeah, on. this is nice, nice couch. Um, no, this was... That chaise, though. This was... Woo-wee! <laughs> this was probably 23 years ago that we did this. And, um, yeah, that memory of your head in the couch made, gave me some good laughs when I was in some dark times in my life. So thank you for that. You're welcome. All right, what's your story of good friendship? Because mine was a story of bad friendship. I was not a good friend to you with that. So you asked me earlier what friendship was, and I think friendship is just sharing me somebody you can share memes with. It really it is. That, is that as deep as you want to get with friendship? Yeah. Memes. Yeah. Funny jokes. And I saw a funny joke, uh, or sort of funny meme the other day, and it said, um, it said Netflix Good is story. Uh, <laughs> said Netflix is increasing their rates. And the response was, ooh, that's going to stink for whoever pays for my Netflix account. (laughs) I want this to be fully professional. We want this to actually go live. Do you guys want me to use my soft and nice voice? or (laughs) What voice? That's your Delilah voice. Delilah. Is that trademarked? Yeah, oh, I'm sure it is, for sure. I have to have a catchphrase. Kapowie! (laughs) (laughs) Juliet, say anything in three, two, one, go. Unicorn. Oh, (laughs) okay, good job. That was a nice change. done with this yet.
And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by TwinMusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.